Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Infamy Scandals Revealed. I'm your host, and in this episode, we'll be talking about how a series of suicides uncovered working conditions at one of the most secretive and sealed-off factories in the world, Foxconn. Now, this story is truly incredible, and it raised a lot of questions about what was happening behind the walls of Foxconn. What was the reason for these deaths, and was Foxconn to be blamed? Manufacturing an estimated 40% of all consumer electronics in the world, Foxconn is the single largest employer in mainland China, with over 1.3 million people on its payroll, and it's known to be Apple's iPhone manufacturer. But in 2010, worker after worker started throwing themselves off of the towering dorm buildings. There were 18 suicide attempts that year alone, and 14 confirmed deaths. So you might be wondering, was 14 a lot compared to the amount of people working there, especially because there were 1.3 million workers at the time? So Wired actually said that out of a million people, 17 suicides isn't much, and American college students kill themselves at four times that rate. But the problem here was not the rates at which people were killing themselves, but rather the small amount of time that these were happening in, and they were happening back to back. Not only that, but most of these were happening to retaliate against Foxconn and to prove a point. And The Guardian says that the difference here is that Foxconn is a nation-state governed entirely by a corporation, and one that happened to be producing one of the most profitable products on the planet, the iPhone, and more. So back to the story. Let's start at the beginning. Foxconn is a factory in Longhua, Taiwan, and it's located in Foxconn City, which covers a whopping 1.16 square miles. It has more than a dozen factories, its own downtown, swimming pool, fire department, and hospital. At one point, it had 1.3 million employees on its payroll, with Walmart and McDonald's being the only corporations in the entire world employing more. And the factory was home to 450,000 of the 1.3 million workers. So these people are living there. The factory was home to these 450,000 workers, and they live in Foxconn City exactly where their factory was. Which is, if you think about it, a very high level of commitment to your work to live right next to it. Now the factory is very closed off and it does not allow visitors inside. Only the workers are allowed, and there's security guards at each of the entry points. Employees can't get in without swiping ID cards, drivers entering have to scan in with their fingerprints, and overall, it's just a very secretive facility. In fact, in 2010, a Reuters journalist was beaten and assaulted by security guards just for taking pictures from their car. A uniformed worker told Reuters that, quote, security is tight everywhere inside the factories. They use metal detectors and search us. If you have any metal object on when you leave, they just call the police." End quote. So if they scan any metal object on you, they just call the police without any questions. The security in this place is just so strict. The signs outside the factory say, quote, This factory area is legally established with state approval. Unauthorized trespassing is prohibited. Offenders will be sent to police for prosecution. End quote. 
This is such an aggressive stance for Factory to take, especially outside, just on a sign. But we'll just gloss over that and move on to the suicides next. In displays of desperation, assembly line workers began killing themselves in protest of the work conditions inside. The Guardian reports that there were 18 reported suicide attempts in 2010 alone and 14 confirmed deaths. 20 additional workers were talked down by the Foxconn officials. Shortly after this, more than 100 workers had decided to protest on the roof of a three-story building on the campus. And this protest lasted more than eight hours and several threatened to commit suicide if their demands were not met. In response to this, Foxconn CEO Terry Gu had large nets installed outside the buildings to catch falling bodies. And when you think about it, that's just crazy. So many people are taking their own lives that nets had to be installed to prevent it. And with them, the nets carried a message. You can throw yourself off of any building you like as long as it isn't one of these. After the nets were installed, the suicide rate slowed to a trickle, and the company hired counselors and the workers had to sign agreements that they would not attempt to kill themselves. So what led to these suicides? A culture of high-stress work, anxiety, and humiliation contributes to widespread depression. Shu, a worker at Foxconn, has a story. He talks about a suicide from a few months before this statement. He says, the man was a student who worked on the iPhone assembly line. Somebody I knew, somebody I saw around the cafeteria. After being publicly scolded by a manager, he got into a quarrel, and company officials called the police though the worker hadn't been violent, just angry. He took it very personally and he could not get through it. Three days later, he jumped out of a ninth story window. Brian Merchant asked him why the incident didn't get any media coverage, and Shu replied, here somebody dies, and one day later the whole thing doesn't exist. You just forget about it. Something that the factory workers were not happy with was related to the ways that they were treated. Suicide Notes and Survivors explained that their decisions were because of immense stress, long workdays, and harsh managers who humiliated workers for mistakes and unkept promises of benefits. A former worker going by the name of Shu said that the management is aggressive and overseers publicly scold workers for being too slow and, on top of that, they make false promises. According to him, it's a high-pressure working environment where depression and suicide are common. He continued that, quote, it's insulting and humiliating to people all the time. Punish someone to make an example for someone else, and it's systematic, end quote. In some cases, if a worker had to make an especially costly mistake, the worker would have to prepare a formal apology and read their promise letter aloud to everyone. He finishes by saying, it's just not a good place for human beings. So as I touched on before, some of these workers lived within Foxconn, and The Atlantic has some really great articles that reveal the insides of these dorms that people live in in pictures. And if I ever do create a website for this podcast, I'll be sure to put the images there for you to take a look at. But for now, I'll just be describing the scenes with words. So the first image on the page I'm looking at is titled From Above, and it just shows the top view of the dorms. The buildings are fairly medium in height and long and stretch in a sort of semicircle, but they aren't in a perfectly semicircle arrangement. That would just be the shape it probably most nearly resembles. And the roofs are a very dirty gray-brown color, 
which kind of leaves an impression that these dorms aren't very well taken care of. But that's just what it seems like to me, and the overall condition of the buildings just don't seem that great. But maybe I'm just used to seeing something different, so I'll just leave that for you to take a look at if you do decide to read this article. Now the next picture is titled, From in Front. And being completely honest, this image caught me by total surprise, especially after hearing the horrible descriptions of Foxconn. And it showed a nice standard length 50 meter pool and the front of the building where the dorms are. And I was surprised by the cleanliness of the pool and was kind of expecting the worst. It was a nice blue color, it seemed very clean and very swimmable. Now, the next few images in contrast were quite the opposite of this pool image that I had in my head. The next image was titled, A Bunk Unit, and it showed exactly what the name describes, a bunk unit. Now, this unit is a metal loft bed looking thing, but it's extremely cheaply made. There is no mattress, so the workers are literally sleeping on top of this contraption, I guess you could say, and they're sleeping on the metal top, and they just laid out a couple of sheets on top to make it look more comfortable. But I would say this is very, very far from comfortable. Now, for the last image, this was titled The Break Room. Now, I'll just read the caption on this one, and it's called The Break Room, a TV viewing area in the same engineer's dorm. This was, frankly, the most prison-looking scene I came across during the day. Well, apart from the surveillance camera room." End quote. This is the smallest break room I've probably ever seen. It has rows of benches and the tiniest monitor-sized TV I've ever seen. Now, this TV is probably a foot and a half in length, and honestly, I'm so surprised that people can even call this their break room. It's just... It's terrible, I can't imagine taking my breaks in that room. My impression of these images was very scattered and all over the place, and it seems that the public is too. The author James Fallows of the Atlantic article with the images I described ends with, quote, I'm hearing from many people in America that this looks tough, and I'm hearing from many people who have seen other Chinese factories that this looks pretty good, end quote. However, we can't always trust what we see because factory worker Wang has something different to say. He says, The bathrooms are simply disgusting and people are constantly stealing things. He also described his worker bee life inside the dormitory as degrading. Other employees say that the treatment was dehumanizing. In response to this, Foxconn released a statement saying that we need to put things into context after this incident. The first is how to manage dormitories. This leads us to what resulted of all of the publicity. Did Foxconn change? Some say no. Shu explains, you can't change anything. It will never change. But others beg to differ. Joel Johnson from Wired says that the work itself isn't inhumane unless if you consider a repetitive, exhausting workplace over which you have no influence to be inhumane. He says this would pretty much describe every single manufacturing or burger flipping job ever. Also, Foxconn released a statement saying, The welfare of our employees is our top priority, and we are committed to ensuring that all employees are treated fairly and that their rights are fully protected. I can confidently say that Foxconn does have a lot of room to improve, but without visiting it, I don't really have enough information to say much more about it, so I'll leave it up for discussion. Thank you so much for listening in to the first episode of Infamy Scandals Revealed. 
And if you enjoyed it, be sure to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on and leave a review. Until then, I'll see you again in our next episode.